Welcome to another episode of the BU Podcast, where light banter meets deep topics of the heart and soul. I'm your host, Chris Sirock. Welcome, my friends. I'm working without my producer, Angela, today. And if you're hearing crickets and frogs in the background, that's because I'm in the middle of rice patties in Indonesia. So today's episode, I wanted to focus on a recent quote that I had posted that got a lot of reactions. (laughs) Speaking of reactivity, the quote was, it's more important to respect how life works than to question why it works that way. Now, it probably roused a lot of readers' feathers <laughs> because it, it's a little, um, how should I say, dismissive maybe of any higher superpowers that might be behind all of how life works. And of course, it's not meant to be dismissive. It's meant to be purely practical Meaning, whatever is behind this amazing life experience, energy, the universe, God, alien programmers, you name it, whatever one may want to believe in, the belief itself is not so important. What really matters is understanding how life works, how it is designed to bring about growth in us, to teach us lessons, to really lead us to a place where we are fully connected to ourselves, to nature, to life. Life really loves us. It wants us to be our most authentic self. And somehow we find ourselves in resistance to that, probably because we're suddenly coming from pure spirit into this body. At first, it's a shock. There's disorientation for sure. But it's also the infatuation with this incredible environment, the 3D space, our sights and smells and tastes and touches that we usually don't have access to, we suddenly find ourselves in this vast playground. So we should be forgiven to, you know, for a while, let go of our connection to source and and just kind of really feel and experience and thrive and seek and explore this space as much as possible. And in fact, it is the seeking and the exploring and the experiencing that then ultimately drives us back within to our deeper self. But we should, and I always say this in my talks and interviews and retreats, that there's maybe some traditions out there that make the material world a bad thing and you know i don't think anything is bad or good really it should just be experienced and as such there is no reason to be against anything and so when you take away being for or against anything what's left is the experiencing and noticing how those experiences shape us and form us and after having pursued everything on the outside that leads to wanting to explore more on the inside. And then that's when we realize the world outside is vast and infinite, but who we are on the inside is what gives us access to this vastness and this infinity. And so if we haven't explored our inner world, we cannot really 
fully experience and grasp the outer world. So that's where our inner work comes into play. And, and that's how we wind up becoming a bigger person, learning things like forgiveness, that it's not about letting others off the hook, but it's about releasing the pain and the negativity that we carry inside. Or things like acceptance and surrender, that it's not just letting life step all over us, but rather that seeing things as they are, allowing things to be as they are without resistance, without wanting them to be different, is actually the first step to then being able to take clear action. And that clear action then leads to better decision-making, which ultimately leads to our purpose, our inner knowing manifested as our outer purpose. So that's really where that quote comes from, is a practical approach to making the most out of life. And there's nothing that should be taken away from the joy of immersing oneself in in the celebration of life, for sure. In fact, I would argue that taking clear action and responding to circumstances and, and not being lost in thought, that that is living a full life, that that is celebrating life. Really being yourself, really looking into what is behind all the things that happen to us, so we think, and then we realize it's us manifesting those things, usually from a place of lack. And that then leads us on the path of trying to find our complete true self in the things around us. But we learn by putting pressure on others to be somebody that we need them to be, that that doesn't work. They're going to be who they're going to be. And so this ongoing controlling and steering eventually, we get really tired from that. It wears us out. And then we seek an easier path, which is the path of least resistance, which is to see things as they are, which is to take action from a place of clarity, not reactivity of, oh, something just happened. I want it to be different. And then acting from there, which if something just happened, wanting it to be different is not going to change it. So it's like resistance 101. So the coming out of resistance is the most basic foundational building block of awareness. And it opens all the doors to everything else. Once we are aware of our resistance to things, of our judgment to things, most importantly, our judgment of ourselves. Because ultimately, everything is life wanting to flow through us, but it's not happening or it's only happening sporadically because of all these hiccups that happen when we lower our frequency by judging. We're narrowing our vision of what's possible by labeling and defining and declaring as true or false all of these thoughts that come along constantly, this incessant stream of thinking. And this judging is giving our attention and our energy and our life force, really, to this constant stream of thoughts. And so we're focused on all these minute impressions 
giving them all of our attention. And no wonder we start to feel small and separate and lonely from the rest of life because we're ignoring everything else. We're just obsessing with these thoughts that come along. So when we put all our energy into that, it's no wonder that we become depressed. And then we go to the doctor and they prescribe us something and then we go back to work the next day. I don't know any company that provides soul-searching leave or an enlightenment break, probably because there's a chance you're not going back. And maybe they know that. But regardless, having more aware people in the world will only benefit the world. Doing your job with greater awareness, be it at work, be it as a, a parent, as a sibling, family member, friends, neighbors, you name it, especially in leadership positions, will always lead to you know, better decisions and better role modeling because aware people take clear action. Really, ultimately, each person has their own journey. We can only be responsible for ourselves. When we don't judge, first and foremost, we feel better. Every judgmental thought pulls us down, a slight dip, tiny hit of negativity. Having hundreds and thousands of thoughts a day can change our life for the worse by just keeping us vibrating at a low frequency. This is where I really like what Joe Dispenza talks about, where when we're at the lower frequencies, that we are more like matter. And when we're vibrating highly in the flow, then we're more like spirit. And trying to manifest from matter is a lot harder than manifesting from spirit. And I spent the first several decades of my life putting brick on brick. That's how... I was imprinted that you have to work really hard and roll up your sleeves and, and then you'll get there. And once you get there, you'll be happy. And I did that aplenty and I, I achieved all the things that society says will make you happy. I had a lot of free time, I had a lot of passions I could pursue and, and still something was missing. And it was then that I realized even when I'm playing sports or writing music that I was always living for the outcome. Like when this and this and this comes together, then I'll be happy. I realized that I was not present with the activity. So everyone kind of gets there. I think pop culture calls it midlife crisis. But when that happens, we have to recognize it. And by then it's often very hard for a lot of people to create that type of change where they realize they're not living an authentic life. That could mean job change. It could mean relationship change. It could mean lifestyle change. When you wake up to who you really are, that change can be very scary. So it's understandable that many can't just take a couple months off to, to go soul searching. Maybe they have to go to work the next day again to be the breadwinner for the family. So, But ultimately... The truth of who one is will force its way to the surface one way or another. It's unfortunate that the current state of the world does not support that type of 
self-discovery. You do have to carve your own path. You kind of have to be the black sheep of the family or the society and just kind of take the leap. But if you're at that place already, then you know there is no other way. You then ultimately become a beacon of light for those around you to feel inspired and, and at least hold space for that, for themselves and maybe their kids and just bring that light into what they're doing. Because really that's where real change happens. Some are meant to remove themselves from the corporate world or some are meant to leave possessions behind and become monastery residents. But for most people, they will take their awareness of self and life into their everyday situations and change those environments from within. And that's really ultimately the most powerful source of change. So that was my 20 minutes today. As always, you can find me online. My website is sirak.com. That's C-I-R-A-K.com. And on social media everywhere at Chris Sirak. And my book, Be You, The Journey of Self-Realization, is on Amazon and on Audible as a self-narrated audiobook. Until next time. <laughs>